Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Right now, though, a conversation about so-called alternative medicine and the practices of naturopaths, which have been in the news uh, as of late, certainly in the case of this boy in southern Alberta who died of bacterial meningitis and the parents who took him to see a naturopath and what that naturopath may have said to the mother or suggested to the mother to be part of what the boy was given, rather than antibiotics, rather than being seen by actual doctors, was a product known as Blast. So, yeah, that, that certainly caused some controversy. There was an investigation into the naturopath, the uh, College of Naturopaths in Alberta, uh, found that um, nothing inappropriate was done. But even the fact that Alberta created this this body for naturopaths in the first place, concerned that you're giving legitimacy to this practice, and should we be? Story out of California, San Diego woman has died after receiving injections of turmeric, basically intravenous. Now, this is a spice, curcumin, uh, as, as it's also known as. Now, why would anybody be injecting this uh, into their bodies? Why would anyone say, this is something that you should have done? It just seems really pointless on top of being, apparently, quite dangerous. Now, it's also of concern because it does seem as though this is something. And, and look, you can Google it. You can find examples of naturopaths right here in Alberta offering this. So how concerned should we be? Joining us on the line to talk more about this case, uh, Britt Marie Hermes joins us, former naturopath, uh, now currently a master's of science student in biomedicine, writes about all of this at uh, naturopathicdiaries.com and has a great piece up at forbes.com on some of the disturbing issues in this case. Britt, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Now, you got a piece up at uh, forbes.com today on all of this, but a very, very troubling story. What was your initial reaction? It is a very troubling story, and sadly, my reaction was that I was not surprised that it was confirmed just last week by the medical examiner's office in San Diego that it was indeed a licensed naturopathic doctor who delivered this experimental and definitely questionable therapy to a patient who was suffering from a benign and non-life-threatening condition of, of eczema. I, I was not I was not surprised that it was a naturopathy visit. Now, I mean, there's a question of why he would be doing this at all. Uh, there's that. But, but why would this be so dangerous? I mean, it seems like a weird thing to do, but do we know the circumstances as to why this, this proved to be fatal? The circumstances regarding why this situation ended up being fatal are still a bit murky. So the medical examiner ruled that the death was an accident and that the patient suffered cardiopulmonary arrest, meaning her heart stopped, and that she suffered severe um, brain damage as a result of lack of oxygen to the brain. 
But as to what exactly caused her heart to stop, we're still not sure. It's being speculated by licensed naturopaths in the community that the patient possibly had a severe allergic reaction. Now, it's possible if she had a severe allergic reaction that that could cause her heart to stop. But the medical examiner's report did not specify that. And what is troubling is that in a recently published review in January of 2000. Uh, the researchers in the review pointed out that using curcuma can actually have some dangerous side effects. It, this molecule seems to be really biologically active in the body. I think they even called it promiscuous, meaning it seems to get busy with everything in the body. Mm-hmm. And one of the potential side effects is that it could have interacted with a particular receptor uh, in heart tissue that could have caused perhaps cardiotoxicity. So there's a lot of different ways that this therapy could have gone wrong. Right. And, and so this is an important point. And there's a reason why we, we do this, this kind of testing to determine whether there's potential health benefits from something and, and what the downside may be. There is some evidence suggesting that curcumin as, as a spice might have some potential health benefits. But of course, there's a lot more work that needs to be done. But it's quite a leap, isn't it, to saying that this might potentially have some health benefits to saying, come down to my clinic and I'm going to inject it into you. It's a giant leap. And it's important to note that curcumin is just one of the many molecules that is found in the spice turmeric, which is what we put in curry and and give uh, food that nice yellow coloring. So while curcumin has been studied, there are many, many other molecules in turmeric that can also have actions in the body. Furthermore, curcumin, as it sort of uh, gets metabolized and broken down in the body, it can turn into another type of molecule or many different types of molecules that also seem to have biological functions in the body. And we are just not, we haven't done enough research yet to know exactly what all of these effects are. The research in this review that I recently referred to in the Journal of Medicinal Chemistry have referred to turmeric and these molecules as unstable and reactive and just a a bad substance to study in terms of drug research. It doesn't seem like a likely, it doesn't seem like the next likely, likely drug to be made from a natural product. Now, it would be one thing if this was just an isolated case of some practitioner in California doing this, but, I mean, it seems to be common. I I did a quick search uh, here around Calgary and and Edmonton as well. I found naturopaths who who advertise these uh, IV curcumin treatments. I mean, is is this common among naturopaths? It seems to be well accepted within the naturopathic community. It's hard to get a sense of how common it is, but you're certainly right. It is easy to find a naturopathic doctor offering IV curcumin and typically offering these these therapies, or excuse me, this curcumin mixed with other natural substances. So it'd be really easy, say, to get an intravenous infusion of curcumin mixed with vitamin C and different types of uh, ingredients, minerals like magnesium. So it's hard to estimate exactly how widespread it is, but the profession seems to be in support and in favor of using this therapy. The naturopathic doctors that were interviewed for articles surrounding this case came out unanimously in support of using this therapy. 
they, they were quick to say that they don't use therapy themselves, but that they believed that it was a valid therapy to use, that they thought that there was solid evidence for using uh, intravenous curcumin, even though there's not. And they thought that it was uh, a safe therapy to use, even though there actually hasn't been any studies demonstrating the safety of using the substance intravenously. So from your experience in naturopathy, then, how is it that these new strange practices get, get adopted in the first place? The profession seems to adopt traditional uses uh, of substances and to use it as their own and sort of inject it into modern medicine, I guess, using some of these invasive measures like, like intravenous therapies. So traditionally, turmeric is used in Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine for all sorts of different health conditions. It's typically thought of being uh, an anti-inflammatory herb. And as far as I know, traditionally, it's only been used orally. So, you know, of course, you put it in your food. The industry then moved to encapsulating ground up turmeric root and taking it as a dietary supplement. And I think the next step by the naturopathic profession is to sort of modernize this traditional medicine and to make it into a solution that can be injected intravenously sort of under this idea, well, if a little bit of the substance is good, well, then massive amounts of it delivered rapidly must be really good for you. And they seem to be just taking a giant leap from caloric use to... Uh, to using this in clinical practice without doing all of the necessary safety and scientific studies in between to make sure that this is a valid therapy. And here's the dilemma for regulators, because it, there seems to be a sense, I know it, it's the case here where we are, that there's a belief that if we, we regulate naturopathy, there's a, an Alberta College of, of Naturopathy, that that helps keep it safe. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, it, it seems, though, if naturopathy itself is is open to these kinds of risky and unproven practices, uh, how can it ever be safe? So what, what's what's the right response here from, from regulators? I think the right response is to not allow naturopaths to practice as doctors, not allowing them to use the word physician, to use the word doctor, to say that they can practice medicine and to deliver medicinal treatments uh, like any substance intravenously. I, I, I think it's really tricky to uh, sort of stand behind this argument that regulating the profession makes it safe. Because what happens is when you start to regulate the profession is that most of what naturopaths do falls into this gray zone. So as far as I understand, something like delivering a, a non-FDA-approved, um, questionable, dubious experimental therapy like IV curcumin, it seems to fit in this gray zone for most provinces and states, which really allows naturopaths to get away with doing crazy therapies like this. And so if you really don't allow them to get their foot in the door in the first place and don't allow them to sort of present themselves as though they were medical trained professions. I think you're going to have a lot less cases where patients are getting harmed, especially when they're being treated for these benign non-life threatening conditions like the skin disorder eczema.
Right. And I mean, the other thing is that, you know, there seems to be this notion that, that it's only naturopaths who are, are brave enough to to allow people to access these treatments. If for some reason the medical establishment doesn't want any part of there would be no reason at all. If, if turmeric or curcumin were, were proven to have these health benefits, we could demonstrate that there's no reason why the so-called medical establishment would be opposed to it. But there seems to be that that conspiratorial undertone here. Exactly, exactly. And in fact, you're going to find a lot of medical researchers who will say, you know, curcumin for some, for some uh, uses shows some promising effects. But the reality is that we don't have enough evidence to justify its use in clinical practice yet. So until that we can be sure that what we are going to offer or give to a patient is um, determined to be safe and effective, we're going to be really cautious and we're going to hold off. It's not that these therapies are being withheld from the public. It's not as though, you know, there's a conspiracy because we're afraid that they're not going to make any money off of the substance or that somehow it's going to put all pharmaceutical industries out of business. This is not the case at all. It all stems from this um, immense concern of wanting to only offer therapies that are strongly rooted in science and plausibility and that can be only beneficial or I should say predominantly beneficial to the patient. You're always going to have to balance that with the risk. It seems like the medical physicians and the researchers are far more cautious about this than the natural health practitioners. Indeed. Well, as mentioned, you got a piece up on this today at Forbes.com and more at naturopathicdiaries.com. Britt, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate the insight. Anytime, Rob. Thank you. All right, there you go. Britt uh, Marie Hermes, uh, former naturopath, naturopathicdiaries.com, and writes as well at Forbes.com. Uh, we got to take a break here. We're going to come back on some other news to get to. 403-974-TALK is the way to reach us. It's Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.